International Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, my lovely wisdom heads. We're here, episode 33 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Uh, my brothers and sisters, my name is Benjamin C. Charlock. I am uh, CEO and chairman of the board and supreme leader of Princeton University. Hold on, what is supreme leader? What is that supposed to mean? What well, means That like, sounds like some Hail Hydra shit. I'm not with it. Hail Hydra? Yeah. No, no. It just means that I get to decide what um, uh, what uh, meals are served in the uh, in the dining halls. What, what, I mean, that's the only power that I get above <laughs> above president. Get paid $120,000 a year to configure a menu. Yeah, supreme leader just means I get to I get to decide the menu. So you and my friend Santos from work. Basically, yeah. <laughs> if he was also the president and CEO of an Ivy League university, he should be. That guy can grill a fucking burger, dude. Well, it takes much more to be head of an Ivy League school than just a grill a burger, all right? Mm-hmm. That's just the perk that I get. Well, that's what I'm starting to figure out. Mm-hmm. How the fuck are you? Um, I'm feeling rather oppressed. <laughs> Aren't you, brother? <laughs> no, I feel fine. Come on, brother. I'm here. Uh, we're here in Austin, Texas. I'm ready to learn about philosophy. I mean, how could I not? I don't feel oppressed at all. Well, I just saw Black Panther, and I'm sitting here in my dashiki wondering, how, when is the oppression going to end? I was going to ask you about your dashiki, because uh, I could tell you wanted me to ask you about it, but I'm not going to fall into that. Yeah. I've been waiting for hours for yeah. you to ask me. Ben has uh, like a bunch of like tribal tattoos now, too. It's mm-hmm. it's very. He's in blackface. I mean, there there's a lot of things about Ben that I'm finding a little objectionable right now. But hey, man, look, you got to live the I mean, life as you Look, this is your it. fault, white man. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who did you want to learn about today? Um, Cornell West. Cornell West. It's my brother, I, Cornell I, West. I can't believe we've never discussed this guy. Yeah. Because he, he... He's tight. <laughs> he's pretty funny. But he also works at Princeton, right? So, not anymore, which I just realized. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to read that. Um, no, so he was, uh, a, he was a professor at uh, Princeton University. I got a from, lot of questions about this guy. Okay, from 2002 until uh 2012 where he was, he, wait he, he was what so he still he still teaches there he's a professor emeritus uh of philosophy and religious studies at princeton university what, what does emeritus mean I, I see, emeritus I, means that you're like honorary professor kind of but you don't really teach there anymore it's sort of like you're retired so if you're a professor if you see someone who's a professor emeritus that means they most likely don't really teach classes anymore then what then just then leave well, he kind of did. Then get out. Look, if, if you're too good to teach a class, get the fuck out. That's so infuriating. <laughs> Why? Because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, a prof- oh I'm, professor, I'm, I'm a professor at large. I do nothing. It's not professor at large. Whatever it is. It's <laughs> they just, still do research and write books and stuff. They just don't teach actual classes. They don't have then courses. Then why are they in a college? Because they, they should be paying money like the rest of us <laughs> to be <laughs> researching. This is why. This is why. You, how, did, how did VCU let you graduate? With honors. No, they didn't. With flying colors. No, they did They gave you flying colors. Yeah, they literally gave me a flying color. Yeah, because they were like, well, this guy's gay. Just give him a flag, a rainbow flag. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> you fly those colors, dude. Rainbowed away, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, just sashayed away. Yeah, just sashay away. <laughs> because look, I just don't. I just, I hate titles that mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. I'm the executive producer. Oh, great. Okay, that means something. There's a difference between an executive producer and a producer. No. Yeah, there is. You can't just say no. <laughs> just because you don't understand things, something. The other does nothing. This is the whole point of this podcast is to get you to understand things so you stop sounding stupid My point, when you say uh, no when you don't agree with something. If, if you're a professor and you're not teaching, uh-huh. then maybe go Maybe he's teaching in other else. ways. How? Like the books that he's writing. Maybe he goes to symposia and talks there. Maybe he leads occasional seminars. If he's writing a book, what the fuck does that have to do with some place he used to teach at? Why, because he's using their library or something? No, it's because, I mean, he could be using their library, but also, I mean, it, he's doing it kind of... To the mess hall right in this book? What is he doing? He could be. Look, we're getting off track. Immediately off track. It's just, just <laughs> that annoys me. Okay, so you're annoyed because you don't understand something. Yeah. That's fine. When is that ever fucking different? So, all right, well, Ben's taking his shirt off. Just all right, so, um, what, uh, so he was, so he was there until right, so shut up for a second. So yeah. we're talking about Cornell West. Okay? Yes. And he's a, uh, professor emeritus of philosophy. Capital at Princeton, e. at Princeton University. He, uh, he started teaching there in 2002 and he left in 2012, uh, where he went and started teaching again, uh, at the first place he used to teach at was, which was the union, School Hard Knocks. No, Union Semin- Seminary, Theological Seminary, Union Se- Theological Seminary, which I think is... Seems like a step down. Well, that's pretty racist because it's a historical black college, I'm pretty sure. But um, I'm just saying Princeton. I mean, yes, obviously anywhere from Princeton is a step down. Step so down. That's true, yeah. Like you just said. <clears throat> mm-hmm. so, and uh, I said, well, that's weird because it's a historical black uh, institution. You said that. You're literally putting words in my mouth. No, that's definitely not a fact I just learned a second ago. <clears throat> I knew that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I know things. Fine. Okay. This little bubble that you live in now where yeah. nothing makes sense. You don't know what executive producer means. It's a fun bubble. <laughs> I bet. I got a snack yeah. bar in here. Same same type of bubble that a baby lives in when it doesn't know concepts or objects or object permanence. Well, hey, I, I know what ob- I know object permanence, brother. Do you? Do yeah, you know let what me that means? You, what let me mean? tell you something. What does object permanence mean? Object permanence is the knowledge that if you don't look at something, it still exists. Okay, fine. Oh, wow, well, I'm Ben. I think I'm smarter than everyone. I'm. Well, I'm I know I'm smarter than everyone, but... Oh, um, oh, oh, it yeah. turns out all what that does proved, that thing mean? All that proved is that you're a little smarter than I thought you were. All it proves is that you're a condescending piece of human garbage with a dumb shirt on. Well, that's true. I am condescending. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's right, though. But anyway, um, so uh, let me condescend to you real quick. Go ahead. Do you know anything about Cornell West other than the fact He's that like he, famous. He's on TV and shit. He's on TV. He's I know who famous. he is. You know, <laughs> but I don't know anything about him. That's he what I'm saying. In, I've we so saw him in uh, one of the Matrix movies. When, I know it, blew, it was so strange. Why <laughs> was very he there? weird that he was? What in was that he movie? doing there? Because he wanted to be in it. I guess I don't know. It's like how Tyler Perry was in that Star Trek movie. <laughs> what? He had like a small role in it, and I was looking at it. And I was when? like, the, the Star Which Trek, one? the one like the first reboot or whatever. He was in that. It's Tyler Perry. He's just in it. He, he's like an elder or something. I he's have like, to rewatch that because that's hilarious. It's very strange. That's and, very funny. And I was looking at it, and I was like. That's, that's clearly just Tyler Perry. Yeah. Acting like he's not. There's some people who... Like not not in Medea clothes? He's not Medea. Yeah, there's some people that... It would be that so funny if he was Medea as are, an elder. Are too known. <laughs> yeah, she survives into the future. Yeah. There's some people that are just too known as themselves. And so when they pop up, you're like, come on. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, yeah. So... Let's have Tyler Perry on the show. Tyler... No, not Tyler Perry. Cornell West uh, was uh, an, an elder of Zion. Yeah. <laughs> 
in uh, <laughs> in the Matrix. I think he was in the Matrix Revolutions. I don't know if he was in Reloaded, but uh, whatever. Um, so he taught before Princeton. He taught at Harvard, where he got into a fight with Larry Summers, who was the president, <laughs> the president of of Harvard. He 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 worked at Harvard. You're saying he was a, he was taught he he was a professor at Harvard. Okay, he had yeah. a fight. And he got into a fight with Larry Summers. Was it about how the Matrix uh, second movies weren't as good as the first one? And he's no. like, hey, I was in that second one. No, 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 it wasn't. It was because, sure? yeah, it was because he thought that uh, Cornell West was being too much of a celebrity uh, with his, he, he, he kind of flaunted his celebrity status with his whole professorship and, and Larry Summers didn't like that. Okay. Um, and uh, Anyway, we're we're getting too much into these like stupid details, but no, uh, this sounds that's interesting. Yeah, he became well, so he became too famous for he, Harvard. I guess he became too famous for University. Harvard. And Larry Summers was he's he was also this. It's basically a, a, it was a clash of egos because Cornell West he's a very brilliant guy, but he has a bit of an ego to him, obviously, because okay. he you know he he has a very cultivated look. Um, he dresses in like these like fucking crisp like awesome three piece suits all the time. Yeah, he calls everyone he meets brother. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a very interesting uh, yeah. guy. Uh, he called me brother once. It was cool. Why? Just because I was there and I talked to him for a bit and he's like, hey, brother. And he just kept calling me brother. Yeah. And then if, when he learns your name, he calls you brother, whatever your name is. So he I thought maybe you ran up and kicked him in the shins and he went, hey, brother. No, and he no, ran no. away laughing. He called me brother Ben. Brother Ben? Yeah. Whoa. Because uh, so we'll get into How'd this. How'd that this make you feel? I, I loved it. I thought it was great. You feel electrical charge in your toes? A little bit. Yeah. But um, it kind of feeds into his philosophy, which we'll get to in a second. So, what's his philosophy? How, where did this guy come from? Where did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he like, came wh- from. Like, why do, I know, why do I know who he is? Why is he famous? Um, it's he, really weird to me. Well, he's very, very vocal and uh, very... He, he is a public intellectual. So, he, he takes his ideas and he applies them, especially him, because his philosophy and his, uh, like intellectual and academic concerns uh, are very very inter- interconnected very well connected to his uh, idea of you know what we should be doing politically in society and how we should be like um, engaging with uh, you know with politics with uh, society with how to improve you know the position of uh, black Americans and anyone else who's like um, you know, the object of oppression in, yes. in our society. Oh, oppression. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. So he's very into like... We discussed it. We solved it. <laughs> yeah, we solved it. We had, a, we had to cut that well, part out. Well, that's why he retired. Now he's Professor Emeritus. We had to cut that part out of the podcast because it just went on for too long. But yeah. just, just just so you know, me and Ben solved we oppression. Solved, we solved the, pro- the problem of oppression. We'll so tell you about cool. it later. Everything's cool. Um, if this episode gets shared a hundred times on Facebook, we will reveal our secret about yeah, how, to secret of how we solve depression. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Got nothing else to do. Why not? Why not help somebody, you know? Might as well. Yeah. But only if we get a hundred shares on Facebook before we do that, then sorry, you guys are still going to be mired in depression. <laughs> awesome. If we get any more than a hundred, we're not going to do it. Yeah, we're not going to do it. So That's if we get a hundred and one guys, you guys have to, you know, talk amongst yourselves and figure out who's going to uh, share when and Oh my god! It better not be more than a hundred times. Not only will if if it goes over hundred, not only will we not share it, we'll donate two hundred dollars to ISIS <laughs> in the name of all the people who shared it one too many times. Yeah, yeah, okay. Deal. <laughs> okay, deal. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I don't have two hundred dollars for for one share of over hundred. <laughs> well, that sucks, man. Because 
Um, I just promised ISIS a considerable amount of money, and shit, they get pissed. They're gonna cut. They're gonna cut our heads off. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> this is how we solve problems. Yeah, with money and ISIS. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So where were we? Oh yeah. So Cornell West. Yes, he's this famous man, and you, I don't know why he's famous. You don't know why he's famous? Yeah. Well, it's not upsetting that he is. I just find it interesting that there are some people. I mean, like I can't him, tell you why he's Noam famous Chomsky. to you. I mean, you've seen him in. He's but like where have you heard of him? Like where have you heard, dude? I've seen him on TV so many times. I've seen him in I think commercials. I've just seen him make appearances all 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 across the place. Well, so he definitely does like to use his his um his fame in uh. In kind of the, the social slash political arena, uh, especially during and elections. What an arena it is, Ben. Yeah, especially during elections. So actually, he got a lot of flack in the last election because he. So first of all, he's. You have to know he's very very left wing. He's actually a democratic socialist. Yeah, like um, you. Yeah, and he's uh, he's an, an honorary member of the Democratic Socialists. Um, he. Why is he an honorary member? Because uh, he like goes out and speaks for them and stuff like that, but. Um, He's not a uh, a member a, a member of like the deciding board. So every time you have a uh, any sort of political organization, there's usually like a council or a board who votes on like policy and stuff like that. Yeah. So he doesn't vote. So he doesn't like actually vote on policy or anything like that. He's just kind of like a figurehead for them. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? I guess so. But he's down with it. He's down with it. But he's also like you know, uh, I, I don't want to use my fame or influence to like you know steer the organization in any one direction okay because he realizes that that would be kind of undemocratic right and that that's a terrible he, band what one direction so hold um, on so okay. he's a super left-wing guy mm-hmm. part of the dsa yeah and uh he got a don't lot of flack comma america what that's what dsa stands for don't don't suck don't comma, suck america, america. yeah don't suck america tr- yeah that's true i would say that's an accurate thing that they would like yeah just don't you have to please just stop sucking so yeah. much um, so she good. Yeah. <laughs> he got a lot of flack, uh, in the past couple elections because he doesn't really support the democratic party a lot. And, oh yeah. I was hearing about this. Yeah. And so Democrats like, you know, st- like staunch, like party Democrats kind of hate him. Uh, and honestly, fuck them because the democratic party is a weak limp wristed organization. That's not good at, uh, organizing politically. Doesn't really know what its goals are. Uh, is terrible at uh, political tactics, and that's why it keeps getting ass fucked by the Republican Party. Yeah. So fuck the Democrats. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and he thinks roughly the same thing. So he uh, he kind of talks shit about Barack Obama, um, which got him a lot of flack from not only Democrats but like the black community because first of all, his name's his full name's Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. Just keep that in mind. I'm yeah. not saying anything. <laughs> Just keep it in mind. I'm still a little... It's absolutely saying something, though. Well, I mean, look, it's just his full name. I call you Benjamin Copel Cholock every single time I bring you up. Do you? Sure. I do that for everyone. I every... you do. No, I do. Every single person. I've never heard you call me Copel. No, it's just what I do. You know, I, I look up every my middle name. I don't, I don't have a problem saying that. I look up everyone's full name. And I address it as such. So when I say Barack, I when I say Barack, when I say Barack Hussein, you don't Obama, do that. You just made a point. Hussein. His middle name's Hussein Ben. No, now you're just covering yourself because you very racistly pointed out Barack uh, Hussein Obama's middle yeah. name. Okay. Whoa. As if it makes a difference. Why Whoa. does it make a difference? Why? Pat? Well, because he's a secret Muslim. He always has. Been. <laughs> okay. 
Fine. At least you know what? I'll give it to you that now. <laughs> I mean, is this you not just, public knowledge? You just that, put that up in the. In is the this is not public knowledge. That well, I mean, th- then he's not a secret Muslim that anymore. Barack Obama. He's not entire he, time. He's not a secret Muslim. If that's public knowledge, then he's just a Muslim. I don't know. He still likes to keep it secret. I, I guess it just is. You know. A cool thing he does. Well, <laughs> maybe it's, it's just cool fun thing. to him. I don't know. You li- you like that he's a secret Muslim? Like I love it. I mean, yeah, you think, think about cool. it. Do you think how do you know how weird that I'd be if I was talking to you? Like I walked in <laughs> on you. Uh-huh. Like praying to Mecca, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And you, you looked up and you went, "Oh no!" And you're like, "Look, Pat, I'm gonna be honest with you. Look, I've been a Muslim. I've been a secret Muslim this, this whole time. time. Yeah. It'd be so funny. You have to keep my secret. It'd be so. I would. You can't tell anyone. I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> you probably you probably would. You I just did. Would. You just you just uh, uh, outed. Uh, Barry Hussein. Barry the Bomber. Yeah, Barry the Bomber. <laughs> that was his nickname. Yeah, because he bombs school. buildings because he's a Muslim. <laughs> because, well, that's that his, No, because he, he was in high school. He played basketball. It's Barry the Bomber, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Could be lying. Yeah, he bombs buildings, but uh, that's a metaphor for he, he shoots threes. We also literally has bombed buildings. Well, not him, of course. It'd be funny. He literally oh, well, pressed the button to I mean, bomb yeah, something. as president, he's bombed a lot of buildings. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And he's a secret Muslim, which is crazy. So, as a Muslim, do you think he's probably the most effective most secret. Muslim bomber? Well, he's definitely the most secret. Right, but I'm saying, if he's a Muslim, yeah. and as president, he's bombed a lot of buildings, uh-huh. right? So, you would say he's the, he's the most explosive uh, I would say he's the most ex- Muslim, right? I guess so. Probably more than, than uh, you know, our, our, our good friend and also... Uh, 9-11 conspirator Noel Waghorn. Oh, Noel Waghorn. Yeah. yeah. The man who planned the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. yeah. We discussed them last episode. We did. Yeah. Well, a couple episodes ago, we, we discussed. That's right. That we know a man, and his name is Noel Waghorn, and he <laughs> he, he planned his uh, anniversary for 9-11. Yeah. And not only that, and I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of evidence backing this up, so I probably shouldn't say this. Right. But... I'm pretty sure Noel Waghorn also played a part in the uh, horrendous attacks of 9/11. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. September well, I'll tell 11th, you one thing. He did, he did uh, uh, message me uh, earlier today. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, being very, very defensive about this uh, whole "I did 9/11" thing. Yeah, yeah, I can understand being defensive about that. Yeah, and I'd say, well, look, man, I understand that you would want that out in the open because, like, that you know, Noel Waghorn did 9/11. You did it, yeah, yeah. Noel Waghorn. <laughs> He's just, pretty mad. It's just his name. Noel Waghorn. He did yeah. 9-11. Can I just say this one thing? Noel? What? Well, you shouldn't have planned 9-11 then. Yeah, if you, you did. Hey, you fucked <laughs> up, buddy. Yeah, dude. Hey, karma. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, man. Look, when you do something like that, a lot of people are going to hate you. Yeah. They're going to or at least be mad. At least be kind of mad. I've forgiven Noel for his uh, part in 9-11 many <laughs> years <involvement>. ago. <laughs> I've forgiven him, but I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Well, we can't ever forget. You can't. Because yeah. you can't forget that Noel did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep, it's really crazy that he did, right? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Okay. So, um, I mean, is it weird that we just keep bringing it up? Keep bringing it up. Even yeah. though he doesn't want us to? Because uh-huh. he's like a, a family man? Yeah, right. He has a family? He literally has a family. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Cornell West, uh, he was born in 1953. He uh, taught at various colleges until he made it to Harvard. And... Uh, he while he was at Harvard, he wrote a book called Race Matters, which uh, he wrote in 1994, and that's what propelled him to um, to like celebrity status, like celebrity 
Really? 1994? Says. That early? Yeah. This guy's been famous for a long time. Well, so he he, he got famous through that book in, um, like, academic circles and intellectual circles. So, like, you know, Upper East Side Jews and um, uh, just generally, like, academics and, and liberals kind of knew who he was from that book. And it was a very, very... Um, Did you say Upper East Side Jews? Yeah. They all, all of them. They all were Upper West Side Jews. It doesn't matter. They all knew it's, it's just all Jews. Um well, yeah, I mean, like, anyone who's, like, academically oriented and, like, sort of paid attention so to So, your that, father I mean, knew him? Um, I'm, I think my father knew of him, but he probably didn't really know too much about what his deal was. Oh, interesting. But, um, what is that? You kind of rolled your eyes and yeah, well, you said no, interesting. No, nothing. Just, you know, uh-huh. not, not implying anything about your father. I have Tourette's. I can't help some oh, okay. <laughs> the movements I do. I can't tell sometimes when you, <laughs> when you, like, wink or roll your eyes or, like, shake your head in a weird way. I think you're suggesting something and I get all like weirded out and then i when i pursue it you go oh, i have tourette's i couldn't help myself well, and I was hey like, man oh all right i like to keep people guessing well yeah and sometimes lying. that's a great excuse man I, if you didn't have tourette's i'd be so mad dude one time you just lying this whole time um when i was in high school uh we would have like between first and second period we'd have like a 15 minute break mm-hmm. for like you know the first period was like an hour and a half or whatever and i would always come in late to my uh I believe history class because we would just be out, like in the hallways fucking around and just being, you know, 15. And she was like, one day she goes, why are you always late? Like, you can't come in late all the time. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, you know, I have Tourette's syndrome. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I have Tourette's syndrome. It's, it's hard to explain, but I, you know. Yeah, why does that make you late? That, nothing. The two don't have anything to do with it. each other. So I, but she doesn't really know what Tourette's syndrome is, no. right? So, so she, she was confused. Yeah. She, she, she goes, no, you don't. She goes, you're not, you're, you're too young to have it. And I was like, no, you're thinking of something else. And she was like, I, I go, check my files, check my files. I mean, why would that be my files? Also, what are my files? They might have that at a school. I, well, I just kept saying, I hey, know, check like the health, files. Like health files or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. after that day, I just came in late all the time and she never said anything. Good move. Yeah. That's very smart. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that respect. I like I'm crafty, that. dude. Yeah. Yeah, you're crafty, dishonest. Well, you know, Tourette's has fucking ruined my life, so I mean, it's sort of like a, an even trade Yeah, but you still lied to her. Yeah. <laughs> you, you lied to her, because Tourette's doesn't cause you being late. No. Yeah, so you lied to her. Yeah. <laughs> what would Cornell West Fine. have to say about that? Well, he would probably say something he'd like... Say, Brother Pat... Yeah, he'd say, join the DSA. Listen. Well, no, he'd say, Brother Pat, you know, you should try to avoid uh, dishonesty in your relations with other people. Oh, man. But uh, it, you didn't do anything evil because, you know, you have been oppressed by... Uh, my uh, genetics. By this, <laughs> by this, yeah, by genetics and by this diagnosis. Fucking brain. Well, well yeah, by this diagnosis of, of Tourette's syndrome and how that creates a stigma, right? Um, you might wow. as well, when you can, you know, uh, use the few benefits you get from having that stigma. Um, to, you know, uh, 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 circumvent the illegitimate uh, power and oppression of the school system. Wow. Some, this might be something he'd say. And he told you all that when you met him. Yeah, it's he crazy. told me all and of this stuff. You memorized it word Yeah, he told word. me, hey, I know you got a friend, Pat, so okay. here, remember to tell him this. Can you tell this to Pat in like 13 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, About this sure. thing that happened six years ago? Yeah. I'd be like, sure, I'll memorize all of it. So he was at, so he was at Harvard first? So Hold on, he writes this book. Yeah. Race Matters. Yeah, it's called Race Matters. Ben, you know, feels differently, but I I, I agree. So, uh, he writes this book, all these, uh, I think you said Upper West Coast Jews, like your upper father loved. or Upper West Side yeah. Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Like my the Jew show locks. Yeah. yeah. They call those. They call mm-hmm. 
they love i them. wish man i would be way richer if we were upper west side jews oh yeah 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 so he writes this book right mm-hmm. what happens next then he starts teaching or he wrote no, that no, no, as no. he was, was already teaching he'd been teaching at, uh, at these different um so here's the thing you He's know they not- say they say those that can't teach do you agree with that those no those who can't do teach that's what i said oh okay I mean, no, I don't. That's a really stupid and reductive phrase. That doesn't really mean well, anything. Well, I made it up. So Okay, well, that sucks, and you suck. And I stand by it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> well, you're not standing, you're sitting. <laughs> I stand by that sentence. No, yeah, that's a thing people say, but I think Yeah, that's incorrect. a really ignorant thing yeah. for people to say, and it doesn't. it's not true. Yeah. Um, so, fuck you, if you, say, if you say that. Well, yeah, I mean, not fuck you. It's just no, like, you know. No, fuck you, okay, bitch. Okay, fine, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And also, maybe read a book and stop watching The Bachelor, because you're obviously a very stupid person if you say that. <laughs> People love The Bachelor, yeah. dude. It's so, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean that's what making that's what make that's what's making our country worse. That 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 show Trump, sucks, dick. Yeah. yeah, it's The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what else? Just like every whore on that show. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Cornell West, he uh, he is not only a, a philosopher, but he's also. Um, I'm not sure if he's an ordained pastor or not, but he's he's started off on a much more like religious bent. He's uh he's a very vocal Christian, um, and a leftist Christian. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It is interesting. You don't really. I don't. Is that a thing now? I don't. I never hear anyone talk. It's about It's always that. been the thing, sort of. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that there is a, a leftist current in all of Christianity. Really? Yeah. If you look at it the right way, I mean, Christianity has been exploited uh, by. Uh, by the powers that be, however you define that. You don't say. Um, yeah. For... <laughs> never yeah. noticed. Believe it or not. It's, it's crazy. You, you wouldn't think so, but there it is. Um, My grandfather would always go, if you said something, he'd go, is that a fact? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a fact? Oh, is that a fact? Oh, I didn't know Christianity is uh, uh, co-opted by the powers that be. <laughs> oh, is that a fact there now, laddie, sonny boy? As a uh, Irish immigrant, I think he was well aware of that fact. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined that country. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, they did. Shattered their uh well they ruined a lot of countries, it turns out. Yeah, it's too bad, right? Um Yeah, it is. But too bad, so sad. Could have been different. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. Oh, um <laughs> Here's funny. Speaking of that horrible rap I just did, uh Cornell West released his own rap album, which I, was I heard it was terrible. Which was critically panned. I heard it was uh, very bad. Yeah, yeah, I haven't listened to it. I'm Cornell West, and I'm here to say that I love to go to Princeton every day. A mic check, a one two, a one two. Yeah, mic check. A brother Lou, brother Lou. Whoa! And his his hype man is named Lou. Brother Lou. Yeah. So hold on. So what happens with this guy? So we haven't learned anything. So he uh, is. That's because you keep interrupting. No. Him. Yep. You done? I don't interrupt people. <laughs> okay, so he is—he's uh, also very religious, right? Not very religious, but he's—he he's, self-identifies as a Christian. Um, but he comes from this uh, this uh, tradition of Christianity that uh, I guess, like, well, so the Catholic version of it is liberation theology. Have you ever heard of liberation theology? I have not. Okay, so liberation theology is basically like it sounds fucking cool, though. So it is pretty cool. I, I like it. Um, I don't know how viable it is, but it's basically this tradition in Christianity that, like, it's basically where, like, Marxism and Christianity team up. Whoa. And, uh, and... It's like Voltron. Kind of. And they kind of, and they look at Jesus as a revolutionary figure who is not only... Well, he was. He was, yeah. And so, I'm glad you he, put it that uh, way. He, uh, upended 
quite a lot quite a lot <laughs> quite a lot right um but if you look at like what he actually says in the bible i mean a lot of it is pretty revolutionary right he yeah. talks about how um you know uh, a black flag what nothing he talks about black flag a lot yeah sure right <laughs> he's like a big fan of the dead kennedys love um, henry rollins dude yeah <laughs> but uh he talks about you know um uh uh g- getting rid of like your relationships with family and uh and the state and uh worrying about you know caring for the poor and how the pursuit of wealth is is uh illegitimate and it's not going to get you into heaven right or the kingdom of god yes like it's all easier stuff. ben mm-hmm. to thread what was it to it's, thread like, a it's, needle? it's easier for a camel to go, to go through the the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven but i don't so i don't know if that's true because how would a camel, I mean, that means there's there's literally zero rich people in heaven? That's the metaphor, yeah. That I don't know if that's true. I gotta I gotta say, that seems strange. Well, how do you know? Well, I don't Have know. Have you been to heaven? No, but there's gotta be at least one. How do you know? Because. Because what? Um, let me think. Well, David Bowie's rich. He's probably in heaven. How do you know that? I like, I mean, I like. You're saying music. probably. So I liked his music. Okay, so that doesn't mean he's going to heaven. I think it does. No, it doesn't. Why does one lead to the other? Because it does. Because music rules. So hold on. So <laughs> you don't know. Maybe maybe God hates music. Maybe He hates music more than He hates rich people. Dang. You don't know the mind of God. No, I don't. I really would like to. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, stick with Cornell West, kid. Okay. Um, so this guy's saying that Jesus Christ, the only Son of the Father, mm-hmm. was actually a leftist revolutionary yeah. who loved single payer. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, he did. He did love single pair because yeah. he just went around <laughs> healing people, and no one had to produce an Etna card at any point. So, huh? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus loved single pair. I would go ahead and say that. <laughs> All right, in your face, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cornel West is he, he kind of couches Christianity in kind of a Marxist form. Now, he explicitly says uh, that he doesn't believe christianity and marxism are like fully compatible um but oh shit so so he says that on your face ben no i didn't say that they were no um he said he basically so what he does is he doesn't reach well he kind of rejects marxism but not socialism so he says that socialism is still compatible with christianity just not marxist socialism and there's a difference all right the difference is Marxist socialism is a, you know, uh, uh, explicitly atheistic and B, uh, has this sort of process of getting to socialism, which involves, um, this, this certain sense of inevitability that, um, Cornel West and a lot of non-Marxist socialists, uh, think is not totally true. They don't think that socialism is inevitable. It's something that we have to work for. Uh, and the way we work for it is we have to... Early to bed, early to rise. Kind of, yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to kind of Breakfast. regiment yourself and, and organize yourself. And uh, you have to uh, engage in what's called praxis. Have you heard of Praxis before? Yeah. Um, when Jake Flores was in town, we were all having beers, and yeah. I said... He says Praxis a lot. No, he doesn't say, I've never heard him say it, but I yeah. said out loud, what's Praxis? Mm-hmm. 
And then his uh, girlfriend told me, and she explained it very well, and I immediately forgot. Okay. <laughs> but she explained it very well. Okay. So, shout out to Jake's girlfriend. Okay, shout out to Jake's girlfriend. You, you don't even remember her name, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, sorry, but no. Well, I'm sure she did a great job in explaining it. Basically, She pra- doesn't know mine! What if she did? Then you I'll feel like a fucking asshole, but well. there's no way she does. There's no way. <laughs> you're, you're sure of a lot of things this episode. Hey, and it dude. it turns out that you're not sure at all. No! <laughs> I... You know, I trust I trust my fucking gut, all right? I earned this yeah. gut. That's why I have diabetes. Yeah, you have. That's why I have fucking diabetes, all right? All right. Well, I hope your gut is right. I hope so, too. Okay, so Praxis is basically um, the uh, the process of engaging with, with theory, kind of taking, like, Marxist theory uh, and putting it to actual practice. It's basically, basically like, like doing practicing what you preach in other words i was just thinking of funny be if praxis was a uh uh what do you call uh i don't know you know like uh when every letter stands for something oh uh it's a an acronym an acronym yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking it'd be so funny b-r-a and they all stood for something i don't know why i thought that was so funny praxis practicing radical <laughs> astronaut and what starts with X? There's an X in there. Uh, xenophobes. Xavier. <laughs> xenophobes is stupid. That's what it stands for. Yeah. Practicing well, radical astronauts. Xenophobes <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we. That's what practice. Is. That's so stupid. I'm pretty sure that's what she said it was, though. I mean, I could be mistaken. Okay, fine. No, I've been mistaken before. It happens. Anyway, so praxis is an important thing in. <laughs> But do you agree, though, that xenophobia is Yeah, xenophobia stupid. is stupid. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. So Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, I have to agree with that, because <laughs> most of my family are, are xenos. Are they? Well, yeah. So, xeno means foreign. Oh, so, they're, they're not xenophobes. Yes, yeah, yes. no, xenophobes are people who hate foreigners. Yeah, you got mad xeno in your family, dude. I got a lot of xenos in my family. Yeah. You're xenoing it up. Yeah, I'm a xenophile. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people in my family are Xeno deniers. Deniers? They just, they're not fans. So then they'd be xenophobes. Yeah. Yeah. So you got xenophobes, xenophiles. Xeno denier just sounds funny because it's like, Zeno- picture someone standing at like Ellis Island, like hand out, like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go away. It's- push him into the ocean get away push from him here back into the, into the fucking water and, and then you go, hey welcome Swim to back. new york oh i'm walking here. oh i'm denying you entry to this country here <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh get the hey i'm denying you entry to the country over here grilled onions on your hot dogs yeah and it's like you're fucking italian why are you doing yeah why, why is he doing, doing that <laughs> it was like oh i'm oh. a hypocrite oh <laughs> 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 yeah he just pushes an immigrant yeah. into the ocean and then just does that mouth kiss yeah that, uh, hey hey my grandfather came to this country 100 years ago hey oh louis decente cantini grantana. you know remember that scaramucci guy huh remember that scaramucci guy oh yeah the mooch is that a, what, is it yeah the i miss that guy dude <laughs> did he talk like that yeah of course he did <laughs> fucking ruled called he called like a like a, a journalist like a cock he said cocksucker in that fucking oh, thing. that's right it's so that, funny that article he said it like i don't a remember who, times. I, I don't remember who he called i don't think he called the journalist that but it's just um that's very funny okay it's amazing yeah 
<clears throat> Let's get back to Cornell West. Then. Oh, yeah. All right. I remember him. Brother West. So, Brother West, uh, he talks about praxis. Praxis is very important in, uh, right. in getting people, uh, you know, out of oppression. He's a, he's a social critic. He's, um, and also, at least in philosophical terms, he adheres to this thing called neopragmatism. And neopragmatism is this uh, uh, epistemological school of thought that piss yeah piss um how do they i mean how do they even say that with a straight face well because i feel he, like you, you would have picked a better name a word epistemological yeah i mean come on i mean because he people are gonna laugh at you for the rest of your life no one's gonna laugh at him because, i just did yeah you just did because you have the fucking <laughs> hey i'm an everyday you're a man. child i'm an you're average a man child. dude no you no, I'm an you average don't. man a I, child, I got a cat two you're a child with Tourette syndrome yeah yeah so You're late. a diabetic child with Tourette syndrome who laughs at anything that sounds like piss. Hey, man. <laughs> You're like the only person who does that. Dude, I am who I am. I, all I can be is me. I know, unfortunately. All I can be is me. That's why I'm trying to change that. Um, oh, yeah. With this, with this podcast. <laughs> Your first step is to stop laughing at anything that sounds like piss. Well, how, it's so funny. <laughs> All right, fine. It's you know, kind of funny. You don't think it's kind of funny? It's a little funny, right? Dude, it's, this is not even that important. All right, let's get around this. Okay, well, then, well, if it's not that important, then why are you defending it so bad? I'm not defending oh, it. Oh, uh, hey, it seems like the lady doth protest too much, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Because you're being a little bitch right now, dude. Okay. Well, you're being a little piss boy right now. Piss boy? Yeah, you're laughing too much. And don't look at Tim. <laughs> yeah, yelled at the cat. <laughs> well, I wanted to yell this off. This is the second time you've done that, where you've gotten so mad at something I've said, and you look at Tim for support. <laughs> well, yeah, I find nothing, because he's a goddamn cat. Yeah, because he's a cat who can't speak English. Well, no, because I don't want to yell. He doesn't know what's so funny about piss. I don't want to yell on the mic, so I turn to the right, and it's fucking Tim sitting there. No, you looked at Tim like you wanted something Well, me and Tim him. have an understanding. Sorry. Do you? Yeah, we live together. All right. He sleeps on the couch. So do you. He's got a great... No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> I have too much to drink, I do. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing so, that a lot lately. I've been waking up to a lot of uh, photos of me <laughs> passed out on the couch <laughs> with, like, angel wings on me. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Vic, yeah. Vic posted that. Yeah, that was she, pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Real fucking funny. So, neopragmatism. I'm an alcoholic. All right. It's a school of thought. <laughs> Uh, so neo, do you want, do you know what neo means? Yeah, I know what neo means. Do you? What does it mean? It means new. Okay, good. So we're still, we still got him, folks. <laughs> He's still paying attention. Yeah. Okay. So that means that there was the some, one. There was something called pragmatism before, right? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so pragmatism. I guess I'm sure. Pragmatism. We got to talk about pragmatism, right? Because I don't know if cool. we do. Yeah, we do because it's awesome. You'll like it. All right. Uh, pragmatism is the first philosophical school of thought. That started in, guess where, bitch? Uh, Greece? No. Come uh, on, baby. We live in it. Right here. Los Estados Unidos? Los Estados Pinche Unidos. Oh. Yeah, pragmatism is a school of Verga. Pragmatism is a school of philosophy that was primarily founded in the United States. It was founded by three guys, mostly. Uh, William James, John Dewey, and uh, Charles Sanders Pierce. And they're... The so pragmatism. You know all their names. Yeah, because I studied this shit. I, I love it. I, it's philosophy. I love it. Of course, it I know. Seem their like names. you love it. it. Seems like you just get mad whenever you discuss it. I get mad when I discuss it with you. 
<laughs> because we're friends. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? After this, we'll see. No, um, we're buds. We, we hang out. No, we hang out. We're buds. Yeah, uh, we're friends. Yeah, mommy and daddy are fighting. Don't worry about it, kids. Um, so pragmatism is basically this. Uh, so remember empiricism, you know, empiricism is like you, you gain knowledge through the things that you experience. Well, yeah. Okay. So pragmatism is you take empiricism and you take it to its furthest logical conclusion. And you say, it's not only just like what we experience through our sense perception. Uh, and that's how you get to know truth. But the way you get to know truth is you just find whatever works, whatever is pragmatic, whatever, uh, helps you achieve your goals. Works if you work it. Yeah. It works if you work it. Yeah. AA. Yeah, exactly. That's pragmatism. That's a very, very pragmatic, uh, maxim in AA, right? Yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. What is it again? Works, work it till you, what is it? It works if you work it. It works if you work it. Right. It's basically that. It's, it's that sort of saying like the, the 12 steps, uh, work insofar as if you keep applying them and yeah. you stay sober then they then they end up being true that sort of goes for all of truth for all of your experience you you say you know if you um if you take whatever steps you need to take to get to from point a to point b yeah and you get that result and you get the result that you were going for then all of the steps that you've taken to get to that point they all have to be true because they end up working to thine own self be true Kind of. That's sort of. That's that's, that's a, their motto. Who AA? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's that's not really that much related to. What oh we're no, it's nothing about, to do with what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> okay. I just want to tell you what their little, what their uh, saying was. Yeah. Okay. So so Cornell West's take on this is basically that when you are looking at you know the history of things like racism and oppression, um, what's really important is to see not only. <clears throat> what is actually true about race or genetics or um, you know, what, what makes us equal or what makes one race better than another or what makes uh, these genders different or whatever. There's no uh, metaphysical thing that determines whether this thing is right or wrong or true or false. What matters is you take the you you look at its history the history of oppression or the history of racism or things like that and you try to understand you know what 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 sources of power uh led to them and how can we counteract them and if you determine that you know one course or one strategy of of you know uh oppression or fighting against oppression is true it's not really true. It's just what has worked in the past. So he's saying that, you know, when people, for example, when people are saying that, um, uh, that like black people are inferior because of some sort of genetic trait or or something like that, or I say they're not. Okay. Right. I know you have different feelings, but I think that's not true at all. Okay. Fucking stop doing that. All right. Cause that's not true. Okay. Um, I just I guess I heard incorrectly. Yeah, you did. So, um, I apologize. Yeah, you should. And, uh, so (laughs) he's basically saying that it's not that like there's anything true or false about this statement objectively. And once you understand that that's, there's nothing true or false about it objectively, you get to determine how to define yourself. 
uh, and you can determine uh, yourself, how to define yourself as a people, right? Black people in general, or uh, or women, or or uh, any sort of um, oppressed minority. Yes. It, once you determine that truth is just something that comes from power, and it's not anything that's metaphysically true in, in an objective space, then you can start determining your own truth and saying that, well, no, what's true for us is that uh, we can, um, what's the word, I guess, imbue ourselves with some sort of political power uh, by, you know, resisting in one way or another, right? Investing in black-owned businesses, in, uh, you know, uh, taking protests to the streets like the Black Lives Matter movement, um, any any sort of like source of power like that and kind of using it as a tool to assert yourself, right? Um, and then once you declare that your own truth, then it becomes truth because that practically leads to your goals of, you know, some form of equality or uh, power or something like that. And that's one way of denying the uh, the role of the... It's, it's a way of denying your role as the oppressed. Does that kind of make sense? Sure. Okay. So that's kind of how he uses neo-pragmatism. <clears throat> now, I have to uh, give a disclaimer at this point, because since Pat picked this topic literally yesterday, I've had, <laughs> I've had less than 24 hours to learn <laughs> everything about Cornell West's philosophy. Yeah. So this is the best that I can do in explaining it. Well, um, <laughs> I would have thought you would have known everything about this guy. Well, uh, Princeton, just like you. He did teach at Princeton while I was there, and I took... Did you ever take any of his classes? No, I took one of his classes that was like uh, an intro to his philosophy, to like, you know, neo-pragmatism, um, but it wasn't the, it wasn't like the kind, it wasn't what, what my focus was on, so I didn't really like dive into his philosophy with the, while I was there. Did you ever try to take one of his classes? Um, I heard they're hard to get into. Well, that's the other thing too. He was very hard to get into. But the other thing too is that he was, um, he did a lot of like philosophy of religion. Um, and it was, and a lot of like philosophy of sociology or it was like sociology philosophy or something. It was just like this kind of very, very, um, niche area that wasn't my focus. So I didn't really, I didn't really take it cause I didn't have time to slash it wasn't in my wheelhouse. Right. Um, why isn't he at Princeton anymore? I don't know exactly why he's not at Princeton. Because you graduated and you moved on and he, and he figured... There's no point in I being there. I never got to teach Benny C. You know what? Yeah, we'll go with that. That's why he left. That's okay. why I left Princeton. Even though he left, what is it, five years after I left? Well, maybe he didn't realize. He just kept assuming. He kept looking for me. He searched. He sought me out. Yeah, he searched the campus. Yeah, he couldn't find me. And then, and then Shirley Tillman, the president of philosophy at the time... Had to tell him the bad news. He said he's moved on. What was your favorite part about going to Princeton? And what was your least favorite part? My favorite part of going to Princeton was uh, that I I was lucky enough to have fallen into a group of friends where we all uh, did a bunch of drugs together and had a great time. Yeah, those. Yeah, you had some cool friends up there. Yeah, and uh, and we did some really really cool creative stuff. And I was. Uh, I was elected vice president of one of the eating clubs there, ter uh, Terrace Club. Shout out to Terrace Club. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's the uh, like the fraternities they would have there. Kind of. It was an eating club. Right. But I mean, <clears throat> eating club sounds uh, a lot weirder than just saying you're in a fraternity. 
Well, it wasn't in a fraternity because it was co-ed. Right. It was just like a bunch of people who paid money to, to kind of live in a thing and, and exclude other people. You know, it definitely was a... a we didn't a exclude anybody, uh, Well, you excluded me. Hmm? I, I couldn't be a part of it. Well, you didn't go there. Well. So, boom. yeah. Pretty exclusive-natory. <laughs> exclusive? Exclusive-natory. That's not a word. Exclusive. Yeah, what's the exclusive word? Exclusive or exclusionary, not exclusive-natory. yeah. exclusive Well, oh, sorry, Mr. <laughs> Prince. Oh, sorry, Mr. Princeton, man. Sorry. You know, some of us went to state school. Well, you know what? That's why we excluded you, because you can't even, you don't even know the word that we used. That was, you know. Exclusivatory. Put on the spot after years of trauma. Yeah, sure. You know? The trauma of not getting into the, to the organization. I was what in. was your least favorite part? Um, the absolute evil, horrible, uh, you know, rich trash who went to Princeton. The Skull and Bones Society. People like Skull and Bones. People like, uh, you know... Which are real, right? Well, yeah, but they're not Princeton. That's at Yale. No. Um, What was the secret society of Princeton? The Benz? (laughs) The Benz? Yeah. Yeah, you know what sucks? They wouldn't let me in. (laughs) A bunch of guys named Ben. Yeah, they wouldn't let me in. You had no Benz You had to come from a certain... Uh, background and your name had to be Ben. No, but it's like it's and like, every <laughs> and, and like people like grow like they name their kid Ben, hoping he'll yeah. go to Princeton and he'll get into the the Bens. And you <laughs> fucked it up. No, no, no. It was like the No Homers Club. Remember the No Homers? Yeah, of Club? course. Yeah, he's like, but you let Homer. What's his name in? And he's like, it's the No Homers <laughs> Club. Yeah, we're allowed to have one. Yeah, <laughs> man, what a great show. Yeah, they already had a Ben in there. <laughs> yeah, well, you had nothing to offer. Uh, well. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's why I hate it, because I got excluded excluded from the Benz Club. Do you have any more thoughts on Cornell West? I mean, you like him. You seem to... I like him. I thought he was I thought, I thought he was a pretty cool dude. Um, what his, did you not... What was something that made you go, you know, fuck this guy. I hate him. Nothing made me do that. I do... I, I'm a little turned off by his... What? He does really seem to like his fame, which is somewhat off-putting. Yeah. Uh, he does really seem to... He, he's got a... A bit, uh, yeah he he likes being famous yeah it's obvious that he likes being famous hmm. and that's weird to me not not super into it why is that weird to you it's um it seems like vanity it seems like it seems like he's kind of vain um i i i trust that his intentions are good and that he's probably using his uh his influence and his fame to uh, you know, help downtrodden people and, uh, you know, help with the redistribution of wealth and stuff through his work with the DSA, stuff like that. But there's something a little puts a bad taste in your mouth that he's like, like, try, like you know, he's he's in the Matrix. Like he tried to put himself in the Matrix. It's weird. It's just weird, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Well, you <clears throat> mentioned uh, Best Intentions. You know what they say about Best Intentions. Yeah, the ro- road to hell. They're the best. <laughs> I love best intentions. They're, they're, I just fucking, they're the fucking well, best. Well, then you'll love this guy. I think he has the best intentions. Maybe I'm a Westhead. Do you suggest, do you, your brother you, Pat, your brother would, Dean. Uh, maybe. Are you a brother Dean? No, but I mean, if I meet him, I might be. I mean, that's what he'll call you. He'll call you brother Dean or brother Pat. Um, what, uh, he dresses so well. He dresses yeah, he dresses very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks amazing. I want to dress like him. Do you suggest that I should read a Cornell West book? Um, yeah, the book that I brought with me that I started reading, uh, is, um... I see it? It's called Keeping Faith. Keeping Faith. And it talks about his philosophy and how it relates to cultural criticism and, um, 
how to relate your philosophy and your social theory to how how you can do something concrete that matters in your community, things like that. Did you know? Okay, he has a uh, a chapter mm-hmm. about a man named George Lukacs. Lukacs. That, yeah. That's fucking weird. It's yeah. so much like George Lucas. Yeah. So it's not that that guy's not. It's not George Lucas. He's a Marxist theorist. Well, no, I know that, but it's just so close. <laughs> no, you don't. I know that it's not George Lucas. Okay, okay, it's two fine. different names. <laughs> Yeah, so right now Pat's uh, Pat has never seen a book before, so he's paging through it. It's fascinating. Yeah. What do these uh, hieroglyphs mean? <laughs> Those are letters. Those are letters. It starts off with him make. sitting in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty cool so far. I worked with a bunch of Ethiopian women at the Silver Diner in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Mm-hmm. They liked me a lot. Well, hell yeah! If you put "yay" at the end of someone's name, it's like you're, it's like calling them dear. Yay. Okay. Patrick Yay. Ben Yay. Beignet. Wait, after your name? Yeah. It, it's like uh, uh, I'm Benny Beignet. It's like saying son. Oh, okay. You know? Like sir. It's like Mr. or something. It's, but you it means it like first. my darling kind of, or like beloved. Oh, okay, cool. So they would call me that. They they hated black people. <laughs> Wait, what? The Ethiopian woman I, I hate, that, that, that I worked with. Oh, they didn't like African Americans? They didn't like African Americans. That's a thing that I've That's seen. That's a stereotype, I don't know. I'm not, yeah. not going to comment on that. Well, yeah. That's a whole thing. Right. Um, but it's like, uh, I just remember one time, I went to work, and they're all like laughing at this lady, Beza, and they're like, I was like, why are you guys laughing? And they're like, oh, can you believe it? Beza's dating a black guy. And I was uh, okay. like, all right, <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't know what to do, but they were just laughing at her. She was just sitting there taking it. She's being <laughs> laughed at. Well. It was weird. Yeah, that's really weird. So maybe you know Cornell West should come talk to the uh, wait staff at the Silver Diner. He really should. He really should. And uh, and you and I need to stop talking about it because it's not our place. To I'm talk just about saying that that's what happened. I'm not making a comment on it. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm relating it to you. I'm fair and balanced, and I'm telling you yeah, that's what they fair said. and balanced over here at Fox News. At Fox News, that's what they said. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna leave with it is this. what it is. There's one thing I need to mention too. What do you have to mention, Ben? All right, so it's about his theory of democracy and how uh, that fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, sort of. That it, it, it does dude. rule as long as you do it right. Democracy, man. So he says that democracy, democracy is the best is is the best like system of government that you can have. But you but democracy is always constantly fighting against uh, like you know moneyed coercion or moneyed power, hmm. right? So what you have to do is you have to kind of realize at any given point the the historical circumstances of that uh, of that democracy, right? Uh, you always have to couch your democratic struggles in the history of what has been before and what will happen afterwards. Democratic struggles. Yeah. So that democracy is a, it, he says it's a, it, it is and always will be a historical um, process, a historical fight. It's not some objective, like written in stone theory. There's no theory to democracy. No. That once we get it right, we'll get it right forever and we don't have to worry about it again. It's not like a set it and forget it thing. That's too bad. No, yeah, well, I guess so. It is too bad. But um, what is cool about it, and this is where praxis comes in and pragmatism comes in, is that with any given issue in our democracy, in this case, you know, a big one is uh, the status of of black Americans and how they are being, you know, uh, uh, oppressed through either explicit forms of oppression or implicit forms of oppression. Um, you need to employ all these all these considerations of like you know where uh where the conception of 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 blackness comes from 
uh, how has it been harmful, how we can co-opt it and make it something better, yeah. um, how you can uh, entice white Americans to stop thinking of themselves as superior because they're white. and We call those half-Ben Americans. What? White Americans. Half-Ben Americans? That doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're half-white. I'm not even half white. I'm half Hispanic and half Jewish. <laughs> like most most white Americans would not think I'm white. I well, you know. So so there you go. So you, that's what he's saying. Do you, know, I, do you know I consider you what a great friend? Well, that's nice. That's very sweet of you. Thank yeah. you. But the, the, the racial stuff. But, I, I but don't that's know. but that's I've never neither known. here nor there because you, always your opinion of me is not a political. <laughs> it's not a political thing. Right. Right. So not a role model. That's right. So that's a very good point. So that's what he's yeah. saying though. He's saying that. You have to take all of the this whole huge web of uh, of like political considerations of like where you place yourself in this in this society, and um, in order to work to solve a particular problem, and that's what he says that there are only particular problems. There aren't like there isn't one huge problem that that you know is fucking up our democracy. Uh, you have to take it piecemeal. Everything kind of works one one step at a time, uh, sort of like AA, one day at a time, right? Uh, you have to, you know, consider, okay, with this one particular issue, we have to understand where the sources of this problem comes from, uh, where, where the different sides of the argument, how they view themselves, where their own, uh, viewpoints of themselves come from, uh, how to, uh, deconstruct those, those viewpoints to where they don't make sense. So that, you know, people who are white who say, oh, blue lives matter, something like that. And then people who are black who say black lives matter. The fact that they're like opposing each other in this way. He's saying that one way to kind of reconcile these two to understand how, how to fix this problem is to understand that like they've defined themselves in opposition to each other, but they don't have to be in opposition to each other. Uh, and that the way they've defined themselves on opposite sides of this issue is historical and if he goes, okay, if you look at the history of these two like sides of the issue, you see that it was largely manufactured by a larger power, like capitalism, let's say. Once you recognize that these two sides of this issue are arbitrary, you can unite them together and be like, hey, look, we can actually fight together to counteract this bigger problem, which is like capitalism or, or whatever it is, whatever it ends up being. But he's saying that that's necessary is to understand the historicity of these different problems in our democracy. And that's it. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, who, who doesn't know that? I mean, most of most of American society, because we still have this problem. It sucks that we have problems. It does, doesn't it? It's upsetting. Yeah. You, know, so you wake up and you figure, oh, today's the day. Is that all the, all the problems? We just solve solved? the problems. And then you wake up and it's just... Not only are you not anywhere closer to solving the problems, there's like all these other problems. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of what he's talking about. He's sort of saying that like everyone just kind of focuses on the one issue right now. Yeah. Uh, and how to fix it going forward without looking at the past and how it, how the problem started in the first place. Hmm. Like I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even eat breakfast this morning. Yeah. Well, because you probably woke up at 2 p.m. though. That is a problem. Yeah, I woke up at like, uh, I woke up at like, uh, 11, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Had a nice little sleep for myself. I earned it. Did you eat anything? No. You haven't eaten a thing since Oh, then? no. I, I woke up, and then at like 2, I went to, uh, 
went to uh, raisin went to raisin canes for lunch. Mm. You don't go there. It's good. I know, but don't you don't need to go there. I, I went. Know. I went to. I went to El Carib with uh, the Scarlet Disaster. Oh well. Hey, thanks for the phone call. Hey, sorry. Oh, it's me, Ben. I'm gonna call my good friend Amber and not Pat. Oh, yeah, let's do I that. Thought you were busy fucking filming chunks. Oh yeah, let's. How about we go to that restaurant that we go to all the time? How about that? Oh, I won't invite Pat to that restaurant that I know he. I likes. thought you were filming chunks. No, we filmed chunks yesterday. So oh. how did that go? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> There's gonna be a web series out called Chunks, starring me and Aaron Brooks. Okay, we chunk stuff. You'll say chunk stuff. You're not going to explain what chunking is. No, stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Pat. Yes. Where can they find you on the internet? Fuck uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter at Pat Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can find me on there. I'm on Instagram. I think my Instagram is Dean Man P. Because why keep things consistent? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me on those different things on the freaking internet. I got, I you know, I, I got the thoughts. fucking internet on the fucking on the fucker. Yeah, on the I, fucker. I call it, I call it the internet. Just I, go, I just call it the fucker. The fucker. Yeah, that's what I'll call it too. I'll call it yeah. that from now on too. Sometimes people are like. Where is this place located? I, go, I don't know. Check the fucker. Just check the fucker. And then I leave check the, the fucker. Then I leave the room, and they're like, I hear them go, "What? What?" <laughs> I hear them say it. I don't uh, ever explain right. myself. You can find me at Gristleporn. That's G R I S T L E P O R N. Twitter, on Twitter on Instagram, uh, on Facebook. You can find me at Ben Sholock. That's my na- first and last name. Um, <laughs> uh, I learned nothing. First things first. God, that was so funny. Do that's my first and last name. We know Ben. <laughs> we know. Do this for us. Uh, my name is Peter Smith. Um, that's my first and last name. <laughs> yeah, Ben. That's how fucking names work. Do this for us. Do this for us, you fuckers. Do this. You explain. To, explain to Ben how fucking <laughs> names work. All right. After you do that, go Jesus to iTunes. Lord. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review. Yeah, come on. At I learn nothing. Uh, could really help. Five. Uh, not just the star rating. Tell us, tell us how much you like us in words. Also, in those hieroglyphics that Pat doesn't understand. Yeah, it's you know. Then the, apparently, I got to learn cursive next year. I'm not looking forward to that. No, uh, you don't have to learn cursive. Every Fuck cursive. That's bullshit. Every person. That's a waste of time. Cursive is a waste of time. James yeah. hates it when I say this. Why? Cursive, what? Because he loves cursive. He our for friend some, James. Uh, yeah, our friend Jim S. Yeah, gay Jim, shithead Jimmy. He. We got into an argument one time because about he, cursive. About cursive, he loves cursive, and I what? think cursive cursive is a waste of time. It's a waste of time to learn cursive. Uh, Fuck cursive. Okay, just I mean, write I, legibly. Just write legibly. I That's don't think do. I have a, a a dog in the fight. It seems weird to get mad. About, I know this kind of is weird coming from me, but it seems yeah. weird to get mad about <laughs> something as trivial as cursive. Well, I didn't think I had to get mad at it until James got so mad at it. <laughs> oh wow! I, oh wow! You two. <laughs> Being mad about something that doesn't matter, that's fucking, that doesn't sound like the, the Ben and Jim. I, I agree know. that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But he insists that cursive is something that uh, should be learned in school. And I don't think it should. I think it's a waste of time. Okay. That's, I mean, okay. whatever. It's anyway. Weird to devote your time to arguing about that. So, uh, leave us a review at I Learn Nothing. Every person uh, that leaves a five-star review, Ben will take to El Caribe with our friend Amber. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll be sure to exclude Pat. Yeah, um, I, I won't get invited, yeah, but also... You because have to, it's an exclusivatory uh, right. invitation, yeah. But also, you have to pay for your own lunch. Ben isn't paying for your lunch. Well, that's for <laughs> goddamn just sure. just allowed to I'm, go That's for goddamn him. sure. I'm not paying for your lunch. Are you kidding? No. Um, and fuck you for even asking. Uh, yeah, honestly, fuck you for asking. <laughs> and also, Fox News. Also, Fox News. Um, follow us on uh on instagram at i learn nothing podcast uh we will be 
finding the fuck who took I learned nothing. We will be oppressing him until he commits suicide. Um, <laughs> go to, <laughs> go to, I learned nothing on Twitter. I learned nothing on Facebook for updates and go to, I learned nothing.com. Uh, our bios are on there. Also my thesis, yes. go and read that shit. And check out the Lanalax Corporation the podcast. Lanalax Corporation soon. We won't explain that. Nope. And, and, and check out chunks. Chunks is coming for you. Yeah. And chunks. Chunks. <laughs> uh <laughs> and that's it uh so you know um uh don't don't be oppressed yeah please. Lo- love your fellow brothers and sisters please and uh uh thanks for nothing god bless you International. International.